Greetings and welcome to the Logical Belief Ministries podcast. I'm your host, Jason Mullett. Uh, you can visit our website at logicalbelief.org. Uh, today, uh, what we're going to do is uh, we are going to listen to the testimony of Wojciech, uh one of the new contributors to the website. So uh, I'm not going to be uh, talking really about anything else. So this is a testimony that he's given. So I'm just going to go ahead and transition here uh, to the audio and you can go ahead and listen to his personal testimony. So hope you enjoy this and hope this is uh, helpful to you. My story is uh, very simple. I didn't have any dramatic moments of conversion like probably many of you had. Uh, well, I was born in, in Europe into the Catholic family and um, ever since uh, my childhood I consider myself to be a Catholic. Well, like many and I would say most of the Catholics, I, I lived my life in a very sim sinful way and I didn't have any qualms of conscience about it. Um, well, I, I attended church rather regularly, um, but with some mishaps that lasted a few months each once in a while. But other than that, I was pretty regular. Well, um, the matters of faith uh, pretty much never uh, were on my mind. I never considered me much. I was basing my uh, my knowledge of God and my my uh, knowledge of my faith on on uh, the lessons of religion I took when I was in a school as a child, as a boy, and uh, I was pretty satisfied with that. I I wasn't really looking into changing anything about it. I didn't need, I didn't feel any need for it. My uh, uh, the same thing with reading Bible. I never had any any uh, urges for reading Bible. I never really had any um, need for it. Um, and uh, on the other hand, in Catholic uh, circles, usually uh, reading Bible was something in. Like, like a taboo. Uh, people usually never talk about it, never read it, uh, never encourage anybody to read it, uh, never been encouraged by priests or, or anybody to read the Bible. And uh, rather was discouraged because uh, it usually was said um, that only the highest heads of Catholic Church were in a position to accurately uh, understand and accurately um, um, uh, you know um, interpret the words of God in the Bible so um, so nobody was really uh, interested in doing this because you know uh, they probably couldn't understand it that was the pretty much the whole whole um, idea about it so um and I, I never, I, well, I, I always thought I'm, I'm fine, and I always thought that God will, will allow me to heaven, 
as long as I will not commit any major uh, sin, uh, then God will always be be merciful to me and, and will love me and let me to heaven. I thought so everything is okay and and I didn't want to change anything. I was, I was pretty much satisfied with how it was. And it was like that until first time in my life when I was about 46 or 5 someone told me the true gospel of the Bible well it changed my life in the beginning I, I really didn't pay much attention to it someone just told me that someone gave me this, this little card with some Bible tracks in it and um, I left it there. I forgot about it. But somewhere deep in my heart, there was this little seed sitting there planted by this person. And um, with time, uh, slowly, I started to develop this, this, this interest in the spiritual things. So slowly I started to... Um, contemplate on, on, on spiritual things. I started to try to figure out all these matters of, of uh, you know, the, the, the world and, and God. And I wasn't really sure what I'm looking for. I wasn't sure what I need to look for. And uh, but, but I was kind of like blindly searching around. So I started to read those spiritual books and, and uh, trying to find some answers for unknown questions and uh, with time I, I developed this, this uh, uh, need for, for reading Bible so I, I had a Bible in Polish so I, I was uh, lucky that I could read Bible, I, I could read at work because I was pretty quick with what I was doing. So I had lots of free time on my on my hands, and the people at my work didn't mind if I read. So I was reading uh, pretty much seven hours out of eight every day <laughs> uh, because I had so much time. So um, I read this Bible in Polish, and pretty soon. I, um, well, I, I, I didn't grasp much out of it, um, but I, I, I know I, I need to get more. So I figured that maybe if I read a Bible that is, uh, uh, there is um, this, uh, made for children, I will have better grip for uh, on it. So. I found a Bible in English that was uh, very nice, with lots of pictures and stuff, and I wrote it. I wrote it, and it, sure enough, it, it opened my eyes on more stuff that I didn't see before. But then I know I need to really read the Bible in English, because uh, I thought that in English I could I could feel it better somehow. So. I, I bought a Bible, uh, King James, and I started to read and I was panicked <laughs> because half of the words I don't understand. They were like so 
uh, archaic that uh, that I had to use a dictionary. So I was um, reading Bible and uh, reading dictionary at the same time and making notes and stuff and all this kind of things. So, uh, but I finished. I never get discouraged. I I finished, and believe it or not, I started to see light. I started to to understand my sinfulness. I started to see myself uh, how sinful I am, and and I looked in Ten Commandments like in a mirror that uh, showed my inside. And um, and I was shocked. So, I am your God. You shall have no other gods before me. This is the first of the Ten Commandments of God. Well, in the beginning, I, I was under the impression that I'm fine with this one because I never had any other gods. I, I always thought that there's only one God, and uh, that's what I believed, and uh, I thought I'm fine with this one. But uh, then I found out that, actually, I realized that um, I actually made God out of myself. I tried to live my life in a pretty good way. I was trying to... Uh, uh, to be a good person, I was trying to help others and do all these good things. But then I, I realized that all I was doing in my life, I, I was doing for my own glory. I wasn't doing anything for glory of God. I was glorifying myself. I I was my own God. So. So I know that I broke the very first of God's commandments. Well, then the second commandment is, you shall not make unto yourself any idols, and you shall not bow to them. So, um, similarly, like with the first one, um, on the beginning I thought I, I didn't uh, break this one either, because I didn't make any idols to myself. I didn't carve any wooden or stone or or any other kind of idol. I didn't pray to them and bow to them. So I thought I'm fine. But then I realized that I actually created my own God of my imagination. I I created God that was that I was comfortable with. I created God that um, that was good God, that God was loving and, and kind, and uh, this God was so good that he would never uh, send anybody to hell, that this God wouldn't, would allow everybody to heaven, he would forgive everybody, and, and he would allow everybody to heaven, so, I, but I found out that this is not the God of the Bible. God of the Bible hates sin. God of the Bible is full of wrath against sinners. He would never allow any sinner into heaven. If God allows sinner in heaven, sin would pollute heaven. God would never allow it. So, 
so I knew that that I created my own God which means I broke the second commandment of God so then I look at the third commandment and the third commandment is you shall not take God's name in vain well I know I broke this one I was using God's name in, in vain all my life I was using God's name to express disgust I was cursing with God I I realized that people like 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 Stalin or or Hitler or Hussein or all those murderers who murdered thousands of people well they were not despised enough to to have their names to be used as cuss words but what I did I was using name of my God God who gave me life and everything I had to express disgust to to curse I realize I broke this commandment I am a blasphemer so then there's a fourth commandment you shall keep Sabbath holy you shall remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy well this one I know also that everybody break because nobody keeps the day of the Lord as a holy day I always went and do stuff at home I worked I took overtimes I did this and that and I, I never even think twice of, of, of thinking of God or, or doing something that would be uh, for the glory of God and um, well I realized that God gave us one God commanded us to to keep one day out of seven to to glorify him in it so we have six days to do whatever we want to work and do stuff but this one day we shall put aside and praise God and glorify him and and pray to him and contemplate on him and and learn about him and and even relax for his glory in his glory glorifying him so so i know i broke this one too and then it it came to me that by breaking all those commandments i also broke the fifth one I dishonor my parents I dishonor my mother and father by sinning against God I put shame on their name not even not even speaking of, of the time of my youth when I was a kid how, how ungrateful I was to my parents how, how, how um, terribly I treated and, and I know I broke this commandment very badly so then I look at the fifth commandment 
and which uh, sixth commandment, which is, you shall not murder. And then I thought, well, maybe I broke those first one and second one that I was sure about, but the fifth one, I definitely didn't break because I didn't murder anybody. Well, uh, but then after I thought that I am out of hook, I realized that God sees hate, hatred, the same wicked as murderer, that in God's eyes, he who hates his brother is a murderer. So, then I found out, I, I realized that I broke this commandment by my attitude. I realized I am a murderer. Seventh is, shall not commit idolatry. Well, I never cheated on my wife. So I thought I'm, I'm okay on this. But Bible says that idolaters and uh, uh, fornicators and sexually immoral and uh, and uh, homosexuals, they will never see the kingdom of God. And uh, although I thought that I was faithful to my wife, I never cheated on her. I realized that that there is something else because Jesus said that whoever looks at a woman with lust for that woman he commits adultery with that woman in his heart so then I was sure I broke this commandment I am adulterer The seventh commandment says, you shall not steal. Well, I never steal anything. I try to be a righteous man. I try to um, never take anything that is mine, but, and, uh, not mine. But then, I remember those times when I was a child, when I took someone's candy, or a chewing gum, or... or the toy, or or I remember the time when I took a, a piece of paper that wasn't mine, or 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 the time at work that I supposed to work and and I went for a break that I'm not supposed to do. So I realized that the the value of the thing. I took doesn't really matter because if I take a dollar from from someone's pocket I'm same guilty of the theft if I take a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars so doesn't matter what value is what I took this is theft and on the same way doesn't matter when I did this because time doesn't remove the guilt. 
if for example I, I I murder somebody when I when I was young and then I I, I was living my life without murdering anybody else just just being a, a good person trying to help everybody and and doing good things and then then I'm 80 and 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 I think of the thing I did when I was young time didn't remove my guilt for the murder in the same way time didn't remove my guilt for the theft so if I took something when I was young I'm a thief. I am a thief. The ninth commandment is you shall not lie. I've been lying since I was a child. I was lying all my life. I was doing those little white lies, black lies, gray lies, green lies, whatever color lies. I was lying all my life. And uh, and Bible says, no liars will enter heaven. All liars have their part in lake of fire. And I lied. I am a liar. How many times you have to lie to be a liar? Or how many times you have to to be a thief how many times you have to murder to be a murderer or, or rape to, to be a raper so just one just one time and you all of it one rape uh, you raper one thief you theft you thief one murder you murderer one lie you liar so I lied. So I am a liar. The tenth one is, you shall not covet. I think this is one of the worst, worst sins we can commit, because this sin leads to another sins. If we covet, we murder. If we covet, we steal. If we covet, we we lie. You see, once someone lie, covets, there's a chain of another sense following. Well, coveting is, is desiring someone's possession, someone's, yeah, possession, some, someone's, uh, the things that don't belong to the person that covets. So, if you covet, if you, if you desire someone's house or someone's money or a lifestyle or, or, or a wife or, 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 or anything that belongs to the other person, you're coveting and you're breaking God's commandment. So, so I know I broke this one too. I am a coveter because... I am a thief. I wouldn't be thief if I wouldn't covet. So finally, I realized that that I need a savior. I realized that 
I cannot remove those sins from from me. I realize that I will never enter heaven. I'm heading straight to hell. I know I need a savior. So I repented. I prayed to God. I asked for forgiveness. I developed hatred for sin. I developed passion for glorifying God. I started to live life of obedience to God. And then it came down to me and I realized that never ever in my life I never heard a true gospel. I never heard what Bible says about salvation from anybody in Catholic Church. And I wonder why. So I started to look into the, the most authoritative uh, collection of, of doctrines of faith of Catholic Roman Catholic Church into the Catechism. And then I realized that the doctrines of faith in, in Roman Catholic Catechism they don't line up with the doctrines of faith in in the Bible. That they completely, uh, completely uh, contradicting each other. So I know that uh, if there are two doctrines that contradict each other, then both cannot be true. So I know that uh, I have to do something about it. I realized that I still call myself a Catholic and since I am a Catholic my obligation is to believe in every single doctrine of the Catechism because if I pick some and, and reject the other uh, doctrines of the Roman Catholic Church then I wouldn't be a Catholic. I, all I would be, I would be a hypocrite. So, I either believe them all or I don't. So, I'm either Catholic or I'm not. So, I know I have to do something. And I, I know I have to make a decision because I, I, I couldn't allow myself to, to, be, to, to be misled. So, so I prepared this... Um, uh, this uh, um, comparison, the list of of the most important doctrines about salvation in in the Roman Catholic Church, and uh, also the doctrines on salvation in the Bible. And when I did it, then um, well, uh, my choice wasn't very difficult because uh, I always thought that the Word of God in the Bible is the most uh, authoritative and uh, has the priority so um, my my decision wasn't very difficult but um, but anyway uh, this is the list of the um, uh, of the doctrines of salvation according to Roman Catholic Church so 
According to Roman Catholic Church, salvation of man is possible only by true faith in Jesus, but combined with membership in Catholic Church. That means if you're not Catholic, you can't be saved. Also, salvation, according to Roman Catholic Church, depends on whether you are baptized or not. And baptism, in the view of Catholic Church, it is a cleansing from sins and, and becoming child of God. Your salvation also depends on, on the um, partaking in sacraments and on having sins forgiven by priest or, or a bishop or on good works. Well, they are also uh, doctrines uh, like purgatory. Purgatory, this is a, a place where the soul goes after someone dies, and that's where the soul gets complete cleansing of sins, of remaining sins. There's also doctrine on, on degree of sin. There are sins that are venial and sins that are mortal. There is also doctrine on penance. Penance is um, a form of cleansing from the sin. And there is one more doctrine, that is doctrine of financial offerings. And by this, you can replace punishment for sin or shorten the term in the purgatory of the deceased person. So, those are the doctrines of Catholic Roman Catholic Church, according to their catechism. Now, according to the Bible, salvation of man is possible only through sincere faith in Jesus Christ alone. That's it. Our faith in Jesus Christ give us complete salvation from sin. Bible teaches that sin is in all of us. That we are all sinners and came short of glory of God. Bible tells us also that penalty for sin is eternal separation from God, which is eternal death. Which means that wages of sin is eternal death. Bible tells us that if someone keeps all the law of God and breaks one commandment, he is guilty of breaking all the law. And he deserves punishment, and the punishment is eternal death of the soul. So, 
understanding that God is the most just God of all. There is nobody more just than God. Then this is obvious that if God turn his blind eye on one sin of mine or yours or whoever in the world at that very moment if he turned his blind eye on one sin at that very moment he wouldn't be just anymore he will stop to be just and God will never allow it on the contrary God because he is just he will make sure that justice is served he will make sure that sin is punished and he will make sure that punishment for sin is eternal death so but God loves us sinners God has mercy for us sinners. God doesn't want us to go for eternal punishment, go to hell. He doesn't want us perish in hell. So, because He has mercy for us, He prepared for us a way that our sins can be washed away from us. And that we can enter heaven. God commanded us to repent from our sins and put our faith in Jesus Christ. If we do that, we can have our sins washed away and we can enter heaven but before that could happen Jesus Christ Son of God God in human flesh had to die on the cross see there was no other option to have our sins removed from us but Son of God had to die. There was no other possibilities. Because no one could take upon himself our guilt. Because we are all sinners. We all, all deserve to die. Only God, sinless God, is able to take upon himself the full guilt of all the people in the world and voluntarily take punishment for it and and die for our guilt only God has the power to conquer death by resurrection from the dead. Only God is able by concurring death, removing sins from us sinners, washing our sins away with His blood, purifying us, making us clean 
and pure like He is. Only by Him we are able to enter heaven. If that wasn't by Christ, if that wasn't by His sacrifice, no one would be able to enter the heaven. We would all go straight to hell. God wants to give us this free gift of washing away our sins for free to anyone who will receive the gift. And to receive the gift, God commands us to repent of our sins and to put faith in Jesus Christ. As soon as we do this, as soon as we put sincere faith in Jesus Christ combined with full repentance from sins, we passing from death to eternal life, we become newborn in spirit. We become adopted by God as His child, children. God gives us this assurance that we will never ever lose His salvation if we come to Him and God seals us as a token of this assurance with Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit at the moment when we become His children begins to dwell in us. You see, God gave us salvation to keep forever. We, God assures us that we will never lose it. You see, this is like this. Jesus Christ died for our sins 2,000 years ago. With His sacrifice, He paid in full the whole punishment for all our sins. With His one sacrifice, He paid it all once and for all. And because He did it 2,000 years ago, that means that doesn't matter at what point of life we are in now doesn't matter if we have another five minutes to live or another 50 years to live. At the moment Jesus died for us, we were not there. So, that means that all our sins from the moment we are born, the, more, the, the sins we already committed, are paid as well as those sins that we will possibly commit in the future. They are all paid in full. That means that our salvation is permanent. God assures us that we cannot lose it. And our salvation is by our faith in Jesus Christ alone. Only pure and sincere faith 
can give us true salvation from, from sin by faith in Jesus Christ. And this is the most important and crucial doctrine of Christianity, that our salvation is by faith alone. And finally I realized that if anyone who believes that our salvation, aside from faith in Jesus Christ, depends also on, on our belonging to the church or or a baptism, or partaking in sacraments, or uh, or penance, or purgatory, or or any good works, or anything like that, or, or everything together. That means that this person believes that Bible lies. This person believes that shed blood of Son of God, Jesus Christ wasn't sufficient enough sacrifice to wash away our sins in full. Such believing that we are saved by grace of God but preserved by human efforts is a mockery of God's mercy, God's grace. That would mean that God is either unwilling or unable to complete and preserve our salvation. If salvation can be lost by anything we do or we not do, then our ultimate trust must be obviously in ourself, not in Lord Jesus Christ. That would mean that such a faith would expose our works, and this faith can, can never save anyone. Such faith makes person his own savior. Believing that Jesus Christ, whose sacrifice was not sufficient enough to wash away all sins once for all, is a believing in another Jesus. Not the Jesus of the Bible who died for our sins, Jesus Christ, Son of God, who paid in full the complete payment for our guilt. <laughs> you see, I looked at those doctrines of, of the Catholic Church and I looked at the doctrines of the Bible. And I realized that I have no other options. But I have to leave the Church where, which ordered me to believe in another Jesus. And this is why I left Catholic Church. Dear friends, if you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior,
who died in your place, bearing the full punishment for your sins. And if you believe that there is nothing you can do to save yourself, because the wages of sin is eternal death, then do not wait. Go on your knees and pray to God. Repent of your sins. Make Jesus Christ your Lord. And live a life of obedience to God. Okay, well I hope you enjoyed uh, Wojciech's uh, testimony and uh, that you got some uh, benefit from that. So I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Um, God willing, we'll be back with you next week, and we hope to see you then. God bless. Don't you know that the unjust will not inherit God's kingdom? 